Can I get y'all anything else? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. I hope you saved room for dessert. I'm almost full. Almost. Who doesn't love dessert? You have earned this. Breakfast. Homemade pecan pie. I love whatever happened to angel food cake. Any type of rhubarb pie. Rhubarb strawberry. Rhubarb peach. That's sour and sweet together. It's hard to beat. Who saved room for dessert? It's dessert breakfast. I'll get that right to you. big fan of a lot of music acts and i look i'm much older than the nina guys uh that, that was one of the things i was like oh man i felt so not your fault i felt so old because i was like yeah i've lived in la since 98 and you're like oh well that's about when i was born and i was like awesome <laughs> that was hilarious i remember yeah, seeing your face you were like oh okay <laughs> i was like wow i've never felt so mortal <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the bands that I really enjoy that have, uh, you know, roots in Australia, ACDC, mm -hmm. obviously, and they've been around of for course. so long. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. I mean, of course, iconic, mm -hmm. uh, great voice. The Bee Gees. If you mm -hmm. haven't seen that documentary called How How Do You Mend a Broken Heart? Mm -hmm. So good. And, and you know, uh, crazy. Men at Work, I love. In Excess. Uh, yeah. you, I think we both like Midnight Oil. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Midnight very, Oil is great. Very kind of political, but uh but like kind of in your face political stuff, I thought. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh which was great. And and the lead singer of Midnight Oil, I don't know his name, but he's like six ten or seven feet tall, something like that. Yeah, Jim Morgini, I think okay. his name is. Yeah. yeah, he's he's very tall. He also became a politician. Uh I can't remember what he was doing, but he I mean they are very political and uh, he ended up moving into politics, which was quite interesting. Um, it, I was too young at the time, but yeah, it's interesting when you know you could know nothing about politics of Australia, but you listen to that Beds Are Burning song. It's like this is a catchy song. It's yeah. really, and you know, not even think about that part of it. It's it's like a really catchy hook, and it's just like absolutely all the references he gives to like the different parts of Australia. It's like every place in Australia just sounds like the coolest name ever. You know. <laughs> Like young Gabu or something like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. I was reading, I was reading the names of the places around me that I grew up the other day, uh, and they sounded so normal to me. Uh, and I, I read them to my roommate, and I was like, oh yeah, like Kyogle and Yukai and Mawulumba and Baringba and and the Bunjalung people, and <laughs> and he was just like, what are you saying? <laughs> but that's yeah. normal for me. I mean, it, it they right. derive from the Aboriginal, um, yeah. the Aboriginal culture, so. Australians are very respectful, well, for the mm -hmm. most part, are very respectful of uh, the traditional owners of the land. So that's yeah. why we keep the names. Right, right. Uh, and then Crowded House. I also love Crowded House. I don't want to leave them out. Of course. But, uh, yeah. um, but those are, you know, uh, th for you, they would be called classics. Uh, yeah. and then, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for true. me, they would be called like what I listened to as an adult. <laughs> Pop back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, well, you know, who, uh, who are some of your favorite uh, musicians that, that kind of came from Australia? Yeah. So I listened to a lot of Missy Higgins. Uh, she's great. Her, her song Scar, of course, is just one of the most famous that she yep. has. Um, I listened to The Waifs a lot. I also saw them. There's a festival called Woodford Festival that I went to with my mom when I was younger and they were fantastic live. Um, oh gosh, there's so many. Pete Murray, absolutely love him. Thirsty Merck, 
uh, Kate Miller-Heidke is one of my all-time favourites. She is classically trained. She's actually an opera singer. Um, and she then dived into pop, but all around she wrote a musical or composed for a musical and she's just incredibly talented. Um, Lisa Mitchell, uh, Vera Blue, gosh, there's so many bands. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Sarah Blasco, Boy and Bear, like there's so many artists that I just, I find Australians are really, really good storytellers. Yeah. I don't know what it is in the culture, but um, maybe it's it, it does become, maybe it's relevant because of the history of Australia, but I, I find that that artists in Australia are just really great storytellers rather than just writing a pop song or just writing a song. They're just very focused on, on the images that they're trying to get across. Um, right. So, yeah, those are kind of the, the artists from Australia that I really like. But, again, like they're not main, they're not main pop either. Um, yeah. I think if I was to go main pop, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, Paulini used to be a big one. I don't know if you know her. Um, Jessica Malboy, she's incredible. There's oh Samantha, what's her last name? Samantha Lee or something, Samantha Jones. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple of artists that are fantastic in Australia. Actually, my friends, I have to shout them out. Amalia, she just released her EP, and my friend Aston, they're incredible songwriters and artists. So there's there's my spiel. <laughs> right, right. And then you and I had both talked about how we, you know, this is the hundredth time I've talked about Ben Folds on this show. But yeah, I love uh, Ben Folds. You know, he he has a tie to us. His uh, I think his his ex wife is from Australia, mm-hmm. and he still spends time there. And um, he's a great storyteller. So I think that's kind of mm-hmm. a you know in another life maybe he was Australian. I, maybe. I love that you. I love that you say that they're great storytellers because that's what one of the things I really enjoy about an mm-hmm. artist if they can tell me a story. It's not just yeah the catchy hooks are nice and all those things. But if you're telling me a real story. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Like you gave me some of these names ahead of time, and I listened to Missy Higgins. Mm-hmm. She's a storyteller, mm-hmm. and she's also she reminded me a lot of kind of those '90s artists, like uh, a little bit like a Sheryl Crow ish. Mm-hmm type storyteller you know mm-hmm. and just a great uh great soulful voice mm-hmm. and then i also listened to that xavier rudd guy you talked about and yeah oh you know, he's, i love him he's he's just sounds like so just so free-spirited and, and stuff he like is. that and yeah uh, and I, he would fit right yeah therapeutic and i could see him also just like jamming with like uh, mumford and sons or some band like that mm-hmm. they would just like totally hang out together maybe. yeah well, his experience, like to experience his live show as well, was incredible. I mean, it's just him, his stomp, um, 
oh, I forgot to say John Butler, um, his stomp box mm-hmm. and uh, a didgeridoo actually. And just to see him live is so captivating because he's not trying to put on a big show or anything like that. He's just, I'm here to tell my story. I'm here to sing. And everyone listens. Everyone's absolutely captivated. And I, I find that so beautiful with music that it really transcends people. That's great. And and I don't know that I've ever been to a show where somebody played a didgeridoo. I don't think I have. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect it like here, you know, it's, it's, it's an indigenous uh, instrument, so I wouldn't expect it. Yeah. But you know, somebody's always like, oh, I'm going to steal this Australian thing and make it the American now. You know what I mean? That's the thing that happens that's, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. Uh, my dad knows? actually bought one and brought it to Switzerland and now he has it in Switzerland. He's like, oh, I'm just playing my didgeridoo. I'm like, in the Swiss Alps. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I want to hear this song where he integrates that into like a, you know, like a normal song where you're singing. Because it sounds like it, it would be tough to do to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he takes breaks, of course, when yeah. he's singing and playing. But definitely check him out. I think um, Spirit Bird is one that he does. Uh, and it's it's so beautiful. I definitely use that to meditate if I do meditate. Um, it's a beautiful song. Okay. In uh, the United States, if we're talking about the music scene, there's like definitely like kind of the hip hop scenes in like Atlanta, mm-hmm. in Chicago, and maybe New York. And then you've got like the the country scene that's in uh, Nashville, mm-hmm. and LA is kind of the rock scene, and uh, maybe the New York, maybe New York also. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's you know there's little pockets like Portland and uh, Austin places like that. But what are the big are, are there big hotbeds of Australian music uh, for for musicians, and where would those be like in Australia? Definitely Sydney. Uh, okay. Sydney. I mean, it's Sydney is kind of like LA. Like it's it's the hot spot to be. Um, Melbourne would definitely be a creative space as well. But to be quite honest, I haven't been back to Australia in gosh three and a half years and haven't really worked in the scene for for a while. So I it, I might have shifted honestly. I when I was growing up there, I was always flying to Sydney. And sometimes I would have shows in Melbourne, but usually it was Sydney was the hot spot to go for sure. Yeah. And also Gold Fold- Coast. Oh, okay, cool. Um, ben Folds had like a famous uh, live show that he played uh, with the what was it, the Western Australian Symphony Orchestra in Perth, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So maybe the, I don't know. Is I don't know how big how big is Perth? Is that a big place? It's big. I mean, all of Australia is really, really big. I don't know the amount of people that live in Perth. My friend just moved from there, actually. But uh, I don't know the amount of people that live in Perth. But all of Australia, Australia's just so big. Australia is the same size as the US, but it's just got <laughs> way right. less people because you just can't <laughs> live in the center. You know, it's just like rock and nothing. So, um, yeah, I don't actually know how big Perth is. I can look it up. No, I was just curious if like if that Western Australian Symphony Orchestra was like a big deal or was just like, I don't know, Ben. Yeah, just picked no, they're, no, they're, they're fantastic. The Sydney yeah. um, Orchestra is amazing too. Uh, Melbourne has a good one. And yeah, the Western Australian Symphony Orchestra is, is incredible. Okay, interesting. Well, so, okay, let me ask you this. One last question about Australian yeah. music. If you're going to pick one iconic song that to you encapsulates like a, an Australian experience, what song would you pick? Oh my gosh. An Australian experience. Like, like oh, this, um, this song is iconically Australian or something like that. Waltzing Matilda. Mm, Waltzing Matilda. 
Yeah. Waltzing Matilda. Waltzing Matilda. Yep, that one. I got to do it with uh, Nina Baumer for five seconds. Yes. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Would you do it with Ron? Uh, Waltzing Matilda. Waltzing Matilda. (laughs) You know what's funny? I, oh, my sister was so embarrassed by this. So I went to New York and I was doing um, a music business, like a school tour. And we, we visited a radio station and they were like, oh, you're Australian, like you should sing Waltzing Matilda on air. And I was like, shit, I don't remember <laughs> how this song goes. <laughs> and I didn't have time to pull up the lyrics and I'm on, I'm literally on air, you know, to yeah. the whole of New York. And I'm there going, Waltzing Matilda, Waltzing Matilda, you come a Waltzing Matilda with me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't remember the lyrics. And I told my sister and she's like, oh, that's great. Like, did you, did you sing? And I was like, yeah, but I couldn't remember anything. And she's like, who are you? Like, what did we raise you as, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. It's like, I'm so embarrassed by your uh, your non-Australianness. <laughs> but anyway, it's fine. It's fine. We're doing great. <laughs> wow. Yeah.